Welcome to Building a Better World, a podcast that investigates the intersection of the metaverse and how we can apply these technologies to improve people's real lives and enhance humanity. The metaverse is more than a web of networks. It is an unfathomable life-shaping tool. And we, our friends, are here to dive headfirst into the way these technologies can improve our life and the world around us. I'm your host, Rish Lotlakar. Get ready to discover how we can build a better world in three, two, one. Hey, Alan, how's it going? It's great to see you here. Thanks for joining us on a Building a Better World podcast. It's awesome to have you here. Thanks, Rish. So great to be here. You know, it's uh, we've known each other quite a long time and, you know, we still have smiles on our faces. So that's a good thing. <laughs> That's that's true, and we love what we do, so it's it's yeah. great. Um, you know, today I am joined by Alan Smithson, co-founder of Metaverse, a Web three three D creation platform that allows anyone to build interactive experiences and deploy them instantly on the web without the need for app stores. Alan describes himself as a father founder and futurist building for humanity's positive future happy to have you here alan it's such a great time to see you and um, amazing things happening in the world so excited to share and so talk. many things yeah. it's like it's like that movie everything uh all at once uh, everything everywhere all at once it's uh yeah we're in we're in a um a new time in humanity uh when when you know i i think we kind of reached you know how we, we, you know, people talk about how kind of the pandemic, you know, pre-pandemic, oh, before the, you know, before COVID this and before COVID that or after COVID. I think we're also going to look at a, a, a different macroeconomic uh, thing that happened recently that people are, maybe we're still in the middle of it, so we don't understand its full potential now. But I think more important and more impactful to humanity than COVID, which was huge, as everybody can imagine. But I think we're going to look back at the time we're in right now as kind of pre-AI and post-AI. Um, and I think November 30th, 2022, when ChatGPT was released, was that kind of pivotal moment when, you know, we entered the post-AI movement. You know, humanity is is in this new world where everybody has this massive uh, magical power at their fingertips. So I think the, the world is a different place than it was a few months ago, and that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, I can't even believe it's been that many months so far. It, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's rapidly um, been improving every day, and just the applications and everything, just in the past. Few I mean, months. I just wrapped my head around ChatGPT, and then <laughs> AutoGPT came out, and I'm just like, oh, I can't even like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh it's wild. It's and then incredible. you know, all the spin-offs of this technology of the large language model model of the model of, of machine learning, you have like thousands, I would think, thousands of startups that are have taken that technology and said, Oh, well, if it's this general, you know, intelligence that could do pretty much anything, well, what if I use it for this small little vertical here? And you've seen, you know, probably well, at least hundreds, if not thousands, of point solutions being created every day for everything from like how to automatically take a photo of a spreadsheet and bring it into Excel, how to, you know, how to then, you know, create all the formulas you need just by text. Uh, we, we've entered in the text to everything era where I can 
just write what I want and create a, you know, a, a 3D space or a, you know, a skybox or it's, it's insane what, what's possible right now. Yeah. I can't wait to jump in even more detail into, you know, some of the ideas and, and ways that we can do this in, in 3D spaces. I thought maybe a good uh, way to kind of start this conversation is maybe you can tell us a bit about your background and kind of where you started and what got you into, you know, the web three space. I know you trained as well as in molecular biology. So I'd love to hear kind of how you went from that to what you're doing now. And what was the spark that got you into this? Well, I think, uh, you know, from my standpoint, I've always been, you know, interested in science and, and kind of, you know, uh, math and science and, and really understanding things from a, from a scientific you know, basis. I, you know, I've had a degree in, like you mentioned, in molecular biology. And then I also have this kind of um, mindset of, you know, people and, you know, what, what drives people and what creates a better society. And, you know, I was a DJ for 20 years of my life. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played everywhere in the world and, and it was that combination of, then we started a tech company and actually, you know, for the people watching, I'll play a quick video. We, we invented this technology called the emulator um, and basically it was a, you know, for those who are listening, it was a giant, imagine a 46 inch screen. that was a fully see-through touchscreen. So the audience could see it from the backside and then you could control and, and build your own interface and control it using touchscreens. Um, and, and we, you know, sold this, we worked with like Lincoln Park and Infected Mushroom and Morgan Page. Um, we went to festivals like EDC and we brought this technology to the music industry, um, we we performed with Microsoft at Sonar. This is you know Coachella there, so you know we had this uh, incredible product that we brought to market. And you know, I guess in doing this, I didn't really think of myself as an entrepreneur at the time. We just had a technology, we built it. It was cool, right? And you know, in retrospect, I guess you know when you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, we realized how absolutely bonkers it was to build a hardware and software company with no funding. Like it's off the charts. Yeah. And so, you know, when you don't know what you don't know, you just do it. And so now in retrospect, I was like, oh my God, I would never even attempt that now without, you know, probably a $20 million in, in investment just to get the thing off the ground. But, um, but doing that, I, I got invited to a bunch of really cool parties around the world. And one of them um, was a thing called a curiosity camp uh, mm -hmm. by Eric Schmidt. And um, mm -hmm. it was a camp for entrepreneurs, investors, uh, PhDs, researchers, uh, and everybody kind of got together and it was kind of like no egos. It wasn't a sales pitch meeting. It was nothing about that. It, really what it was, was us sitting around a campfire uh, in, in, you know, in campgrounds and talking about the major issues of the world. Like when I say major issues, not even like a specific issue. It's how could we change capitalism? You know, how, what if rockets could be you know reused this was you know back in 2014 um these types of conversations were, were being had at this thing and i remember i performed on the emulator and then i i walked over to this tiny tent and there's a guy there uh that i just met there called robert scoble and him and i we both um tried vr for the first time that day and like the guy you know he's like sit here and try this thing and he puts it on your head and big huge you know, it was the dk ones it was like a giant box glued to your face and it was the Oculus DK1 who put it on, big headphones. And I remember sitting there and I was in a tent in the middle of a forest. And I remember sitting there in this swivel chair, staring straight ahead, going, oh my God. Because I was, 
I was in a, even though I was in a tent in the middle of the forest, I was on, uh, I was in a, an auditorium mm-hmm. staring at Beck from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then the guys like, you know, I don't know, somebody pushed my shoulder. I don't know who it was, but they tilted me. So I was on the pivot, the swivel chair and I turned around and I looked up and I was like, oh my God, you know, that oh. moment in VR where people are like, oh, whoa, yeah. I can look up and I, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, and that kind of aha moment when you're just like, holy shit, I am in this thing. I am like, it's all around me. And then they put me on stage with Beck, like standing next to him. And, you know, considering, you know, Beck pa- passed away last year, it was kind of, a um, you know, uh, an interesting uh, moment in my life where, you know, this literally shaped the future of my life. That one pivotal moment, I realized that this was going to be the future of human communications. Mm-hmm. And I've since kind of elevated and, and just refined my vision on this. And I think it's more than just, uh, a method of communication. I think it's going to be how we collaborate, um, how we uh, conduct commerce, and also a huge hub for how we create culture. And so I really, you know, want to be part of that. And um, we've did a ton of different projects in the space. We've done about 190 projects in XR now. Um, over the last two years, we started the company in 2015, mm-hmm. and then re- renamed it Metaverse, spelled M-E-T-A-V-R-S-E, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just celebrated seven years in business. Awesome. And Congrats. so thank you, man. Thank you. It was a huge milestone for us. And we did all these projects. We did everything from like, we 3D printed 3D camera rig or 360 camera rigs and filmed 360. And then we did AR apps and VR apps. And we built a VR photo booth for Samsung. And we built an AR sandbox for Kubota. And we we did, uh, you know, we do medical device training for, for Siemens Health and Ears. We do uh, consumer electronics training for Samsung. We've done virtual stores for MasterCard. And in through doing these, you know, all these experiences, and I did a podcast, which you were on, uh, the XR for Business podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. And in doing all of these things, it was really around, as I learned about the industry, I wanted to educate the industry as well. Because back, you know, when we started in this, there was no industry. There was, you know, people like, what could you use VR for? Oh, the gaming, great. And you're like, okay. Let's look a little bit past gaming. What else could you use it for? Meetings, conferences, you know, collaboration for for building things. You know, it's just unlimited. And what industry could use it for you? Like every industry, you know, every there's no industry that you couldn't use it for. And so um, with that lens, I set out to find what is the biggest challenge or what are the biggest challenges in this? And of course, the hardware is a huge one, which I refuse to tackle hardware after the first run of my life in hardware. So I thought, well, the biggest challenge is content creation at scale. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you enable people to build projects? Because at the time, and even now, you have Unity and Unreal, and those are the only two options. Yeah. Um, but what if you wanted to work on the web? What if you wanted every website to be three D? Um, every every company that we worked with was asking us, "Do we need an app?" Like it was their way of saying, "Is there any way to get around this app download thing?" Because yeah. You know, as you probably know, there's a barrier when you make people download an app, there's a barrier drop off about 70% of people drop off right away. Yeah. So just having that direct link into the browser was, was where we started from. And then we started an accelerator. We found a company to acquire. We, um, we merged the two companies. We, we found Cherry 3D. They had built a rendering technology on the web. We acquired them. Uh, we turned it into the metaverse engine launched in 2020. We've built over a hundred projects on the, on the engine. Now we rebuilt it because we realized we built it wrong. And fast forward to today, we're now building the world's largest virtual mall on metaverse version 2.0. And that engine is, um, 
super powerful. We rebuilt it with all enterprise grade everything. And so, because we were working with these big companies, they're like, well, mm-hmm. we need multi-editor. Like, oh, okay, well, let's build multi-editor. Oh, we need a GitHub repository because once you have multi-editor, what if somebody breaks something? How do you fix it? So we went through all the the you know hoops to do this. And now we have an enterprise grade web-based game engine that can create anything from, you know, we focused on verticals rather than um, than industries because it can be used in automotive, you know, food service, doesn't matter. But we really focused on the verticals of training, marketing, mm-hmm. retail, and now meetings and conferences in, in the metaverse, if you will. Um, and that's where we are right now. That's that's a crazy, amazing story of discovery and, and exploration. Yeah, creation. Uh, wow. We built a lot of stuff. You yeah. can imagine for, for yeah. the 190 projects, yeah. how many pitch decks we had to build for that. Because yeah. for every one that you get, you probably pitch 10 things that you don't get. So yeah. we have hundreds, maybe a thousand pitch decks of stuff because we would go into like MIT and, you know, they're like, what's the latest, greatest? Like, oh, we just figured this web AR thing out. You're like, cool, give me the code. And you'd grab the code and you'd go pitch it to somebody. And we pitched it to a, a pharmaceutical, like a pharmacy company here in Canada, the mm-hmm. largest pharmacy called Shoppers Drug Mart. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing an experience with them in 2016 mm-hmm. of web AR. Like, think about that, wow. how crazy that was yeah. back then. Yeah. And now you're just like, oh yeah, I got an eighth wall. I can just do web AR. But back then it was not a thing. Yeah. And so- we, you know, my team actually said to me after we delivered it, they're like, if you ever sell that again, we all quit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, you know, we, we found this technology and now with the metaverse engine, it's just drag and drop and publish. So, yeah, you know, I, uh, curious about some of the, actually, your smile, I'll make a, an, I'm going to yeah. make an experience smile for a second. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, hold on. Your, your eyes were closed on that one. One second. Three, two, one. There we go. And I'm going to get myself. Hold on. And I'm going to make an experience and walk you through it. And we're going to call it Super World. There we go. And so as you can see, I'm running Skype. Or sorry, not Skype. Oh, my God. I feel old now. I'm running Zoom. Mm-hmm. And this project's real time. So, I, you know, it's just running in a browser. It doesn't take a lot of energy. And let's say I'll add a, oh, I'll just add a cube. And I'll just stretch that out just a bit to match our pictures. I'm dropping the images that I just took of us into the folder. And then what I can do is just drop those literally onto the albedo of, mm-hmm. uh, of that. And I'll just go. One sec. All right. So what I'm doing now is I'm just brightening it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I can just copy that and paste it to the different things. So there you go. So now I can literally in seconds build something with our faces on it. There we go. And let me put one on top. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm building a cube that has our Mm -hmm. pictures on it um, real time. And then what I'll do is I'll just put a light in the scene to light it up. And what I'll do is I will just, um, there we go. And I'll just publish that. So now it's published. You get your phone on you? Yeah. Scan the QR code and you'll have it in your hand in a second. So the saving process, what you're seeing now is actually saving locally and in Mm -hmm. the cloud and on the GitHub all at the same time. 
Mm -hmm. So here, let's uh, see if this works. And there we go. Okay, just scan the, the people at home. I just hit publish and it, it kicks out a URL, an mm -hmm. iframe and um, and a oh, QR wow. code. Which, That's cool. You know, yep. I have a I have a really awesome box with our 3D. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. a box. I mean, yeah. it's not going to win awards for anything special. It's a box. But the fact but it is looks I can make it high quality, it, like really cool. Oh, we can do 4K yeah. textures. Um, yeah. It's really based on how low, uh, you know, um, a device you want to go. I mean, yeah. pushing, we were able to demonstrate 10 million polygons on a mobile browser mm -hmm. um, and, and have it work on a, on a mobile browser. So we can, you know, the polygon count, the, the texture quality is really, uh, I mean, you have to be efficient, mm -hmm. but... It's not limited to uh, to anything. Now, to put that in perspective, that's a cube. Now, if you look here mm -hmm. uh, on the screen, what I'm doing, I'm at starburst.com. We just mm -hmm. launched a product called the Juicyverse, which mm -hmm. is in partnership with Mars Wrigley, and it's in the mall, which is our, our project. Mm -hmm. So if I click yep. enter now, it takes you right into the mall, and you can build your own avatar. We'll build you your own avatar. Mm -hmm. There we go. You're gonna have to give it long flowing hair like you have. <laughs> so what's happening now is just downloading the the uh, avatar builder, and we we built our own avatar system as well. And the reason mm -hmm. for that is um, let's do this. Let me zoom in a bit. Uh, you don't have glasses. What color are your eyes? Brown. Brown. Yeah. Okay. Let's give you some hair. No. 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 Uh, it's close, but it's not quite. Oh, that's better. That one's mm -hmm. better. All right. And then we'll give you uh, all black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of what color shoes do you wear? Black, black and red. Usually. Oh, there's red. Yeah, we'll give you those ones. Yeah, those are cool. So you can pick your glasses. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not wearing glasses. So we'll give you that. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got your avatar. It's as close as we can. We, we're building more stuff in that, but then you can mm -hmm. just enter the mall. And by entering the mall, you the mall is 100 floors. So each floor mm -hmm. is a million square feet. <laughs> and what's like, the URL for the mall? How do I find it? The mall.io? The mall.io. Perfect. Okay, great. It's just the mall.io. And so right now it's just loading in. And what you're going to see now, because the only floor that's open right now is, is floor two. Mm -hmm. And floor two is going to take me into uh, the Starburst Juicyverse. And it's a virtual world that we built. And um, I think it's pretty fun. It's exciting. And you can do all sorts of stuff as soon as it's loaded here. I don't know why it's taking so long, but yeah. So we're at 97% for the people listening. 98, yeah. 99, 100. All right. Well, I'll, I'll switch back to camera angle. So yeah, while yeah, we'll wait for it to load. No, there it goes. There it goes. Oh, you got it? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. There it goes. It's probably because we're both on Zoom and the and the yeah, stick. yeah. Of course, you have your terms and conditions. Uh, it gives you instructions. If you're on a desktop, you use WASD to walk, and if you're on a mobile, you just use your two thumbs. And what you'll see here is this giant facade is actually um, doesn't even go up to the ceiling. It's about sixty feet tall. The mm -hmm. ceiling is a hundred feet tall. Mm -hmm. So the space that they have is a thousand by one thousand by one hundred feet. So these mm -hmm. walls here block off about a quarter of that, about 200,000 square feet. So if I were to knock these walls down, mm -hmm. it goes out for another three quarters of a million square feet, mm -hmm. which is four times what I'm standing in now. 
So wow. we'll go into the the juicy verse here, and you can see it's all activated by touch as well. I click that, and you've got this giant worm made out of starburst here. You've got mm -hmm. a an alien made of starbursts, and then I'm running through a portal. I jump in, and now I'm on what they call the home chew, and the mm -hmm. home chew is a giant starburst chew that I'm walking around on. Mm -hmm. And I'll go into the starcade. Wee! Oh, there's somebody in here. It's all multiplayer as well. So there's somebody there. Okay. Wow. And it's all multiplayer and you can go claim a shirt. So what color mm -hmm. do you want? Orange, pink, uh, red. You got blue? Yellow. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do I'll uh, do I'll do I'll do yellow. Yellow? Okay. We're gonna do yellow t-shirt. Sweet choice. And okay. when I wear it, my avatar now has that. One of the reasons why we wanted to have our own avatar system is that that right there was being able to swap out clothing, hot uh, hot swappable clothing. So yeah. now we can take our our yellow skinned avatar and we can go to the Juicy Verse dance floor and we can we can cut a rug. <laughs> now you're back to being a DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You'll see a lot of things in my life that lend back to this whole idea of being a DJ. <laughs> we even got this kind of. Uh, 3D lost and found. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo in 3D space. So you're in mm -hmm. space. There's space rocks, and you got to find eight of these things. There's one. There's a duck. There's a oh, there's a tube over here. You got to find a piece of pizza, an alien uh, donut, and there's one more. Where's the big? Uh, where's the Earth in here? Where is it? Oh, there it is. And then once you find all eight, which I'm now missing yeah. one. What am I? I'm missing the chair. There it is. Mm -hmm. You actually get a uh, pass directly into your Google and Apple wallet that gives mm -hmm. you 50% coupon for a Starburst. Oh, cool. Okay. Isn't that so cool? So now connecting virtual to physical displays that take you into this. So we, yeah. we are there. This is the first activation that is IRL to URL back to IRL. So in real, yeah. real life, back to the web and back out to the real life. Yeah. And you can track all of that so that, you know, they, you can see who purchased something. Yeah. And this in here, the studio, you can actually build your own piece of art and mm -hmm. submit it for a prize. And the winning prize wins their art minted as a limited edition NFT. So I can actually like start adding shoes here and everything is built out of Starburst. Mm -hmm. I can set that. I can, Maybe I can change the color of it. And maybe I want to you know rotate it. I can actually zoom right in on it. And so now I can start building out of these starburst choose and mm -hmm. so you can build pretty much anything you want i built a whole uh tie fighter out of it <laughs> super cool and then once you're done you hit submit and you submit it and it will uh submit it for a review and then the winning ones will be uh will be shown in this um really cool where is it Behind, oh we also of course have a turntable on the wall <laughs> there's a few things Very cool yeah and each each uh color um, of of the starburst is a different um mm -hmm is a different record plan and because the record's square if you look the tone arm has mm -hmm. to open up and close because mm -hmm. it, it's square <laughs> that one was actually we had to think about that one so you see a lot of things back to my my dj roots and then if you go to the show we've got a stage in here that opens up and you can win your art as a as an nft very cool and the art the submissions will be in here mm -hmm. that's awesome Welcome to the show. Yeah. May 23rd, it said, right? Something that... Yeah, May 23rd was yeah. the closing of this. Yeah. Yep, okay. Exactly. So you have until then, you've got a month, a little less than a month now to build to your heart's content. Okay. You heard that here. Um, you know, go... And it's just at starburst.com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. So they get it on the main website and they 
click yep. in and go into the mall.io. Yep, exactly. Okay. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, experience. it's so fun. And it works yeah. everything. It works on your phone. It works on your, yeah. And yeah. It, because it's tied to your, like, you know, your SSO, right? You tie it to your mm-hmm. email. Or your, so you can hit save on your computer and then you can go work on it on your phone. So when I was building the TIE Fighter that I did, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I worked, started working on my phone. And I was like, okay, this is going to take too long if I use my phone. So I switched over my computer and finished it off. But uh, yeah, it's super fun. The fact that we were able to build a really simple editor using our simple editor was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is amazing. And and thanks for doing the walkthrough of everything and showing me. And, you know, the thing that I um, always get when I talk to you is just the energy and passion that you have for the things you build, um, whether it's music or, you know, um, what you're doing now in XR, when, when, you know, what, what kind of like keeps you going in terms of this passion? What, you know, how did you realize this was your like purpose in life and, and, you know, what kind of motivates you? I know education is really important for you as well. Yeah. So I thought you nailed it. Um, the, the rationale for this for me personally is because I actually have, um, a goal to build a new education system for the mm-hmm. world. Um, mm-hmm. And Metaverse, the company that we built, not not the general concept, um, Metaverse is there for me to use the best practices of the world in training, for example. Uh, we, do, we do training for, uh, you know, a large medical manufacturer called Siemens, mm-hmm. uh, Siemens Health and Years. And we just won best advance in education delivered through technology. We've been working on Congrats. the on this goal of doing this, and so mm-hmm. as much as we do stuff that's fun, like the you know the juicy verse, um, mm-hmm. we also uh, actually you know what? Let me just show you. Hold on one mm-hmm. second. I'll just show you. So for the people watching, um, you can see this, but for the people listening, what I'm doing is I'm opening a um, a three D ultrasound training um, simulator that we uh, that we built for. Well, this is similar to the stuff we do with uh, with Siemens Healthineers. We obviously can't show their work, but You'll see that this, you know, if I zoom right in, I mean, the graphics are pretty tight. <laughs> I'm zooming in on the uh, the ultrasound, and we are able to teach people about, you know, a, a complex machine from anywhere in the world without even having access to that machine. So right now we're looking at the pulse controls, ultrasound, you know, equipment, convex arrays, and you know, if I were to explain that in a textbook, you might not be able to get the full understanding of where it is or how to do it. And then we can also give you views that are simply impossible in a book where mm-hmm. it's like we have now an exploded view where every single part from the CAD models of this entire product, right down to the nuts, bolts, and screws come out. And so now you can see viscerally what's inside the circuit boards, the cables, the screws, and you can learn how to fix and repair and use this product. And so this is just one example uh, of how we're using this, but our ultimate goal is really uh, to build a new education system for the world. And one that, um, you know, we have this vision for a new education and economic system mm-hmm. for the exponential future of humanity. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. we we moved into a new phase of humanity when, when AI came out on the 30th of November in 2022. Well, our educational systems are still teaching like it's 1862. We mm-hmm. still sit everybody in classrooms, teaching them at the same pace, all staring at the front of the room mm-hmm. with somebody who is not the world expert in that topic. Um, and that's, you know, that's where we are. Uh, but we definitely yeah. need a new system. And so uh, Metaverse was built to build the technology that we needed to do this at scale, to allow people to show up as an avatar on any device and mm-hmm. learn uh, from the best 
mentors in the world, even if those happen to be an AI, because AI allows you to have one to many personalized learning. Um, and then use technology, all of it, not just 3D and XR, but use AI and blockchain and every technology that we invent mm -hmm. to better the people learning and make it, you know, only about them. It's not about how to sell better shit to people. It's about how mm -hmm. to build a better human uh, and give people the from everywhere around the world the opportunity so that when you show up as an avatar, it's not just you're not judged based on the skin color or your socioeconomic status or where you live in the world because mm -hmm. just being born on this side of the world i i, I live in canada just being yeah. born here i'm part of the one percent already period even if i'm homeless in toronto i'm yeah. still part of the one percent of the world because of where i am geography you know, geographically wise if you're born in a village in africa good luck trying to get mm -hmm. out of that so how do you give people around the world opportunity and our mission and it will probably take three lifetimes to do is economic education and economic prosperity for everyone everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think with the the new technologies that we have coming on board, um, compounding with you know better chipsets, AI, quantum computing, um, space travel, all of these things together, we can achieve this mission at some point in the future, even though it might not be in my lifetime. So yeah, that's my, my goal. What, what do you think is um you know, uh, and I love that vision of personalized education, access to people from anywhere in the world. When that vision becomes a reality and it, and, you know, hopefully with all these advancements and with all the hard work that you're doing, um, we'll have that, um, in, in our fingertips soon. Um, you know, um, yeah. ho hoping, uh, for that, because there's so many positive benefits as you, as you outlined, how do you think the world's going to change? Uh, and you know, you brought up, uh, November 30th, um, with the, you know, post AI, you know, age that we're in now, um, like what's going to happen to society? Like, how are we going to live differently? What's going to happen to, you know, some of the, the challenges you said about where you live and where you're born versus someone else. It, how do you think the world's going to change? I mean, something we, I think a lot about at Superworld is, you know, we're all about how do you improve the world and how is that going to change when we, we can enact these systems and technologies? Well, I think we went from an age of, you know, uh, of growth in manufacturing where, you know, we put humans in factories and made them work. Um, you know, and when I say made them, you know, people went to work and, you know, they they got a sense of pride out of going to work and building stuff. It wasn't like we forced, you know, obviously slavery, they did force people. But in factories, you know, people went to work, they got paid and they were able to build a nice life. And then we kind of phased that out and we, we shipped that off to other countries and they went through that phase and we moved everybody into office towers. And we said, okay, we're going to become a service-based society in North America um, and, you know, you had the rise of, you know, Accenture and BWC and these monstrous, you know, uh, legal firms and management accounting firms and uh, accounting firms and these types of things where it was a lot of digital work, um, digital agencies and a lot of, you know, digital work. And so we're just at that moment where we're kind of outsourcing that to AI now. I mean, I can use AI to create images. I can use it to create text. I can use text to anything. Mm -hmm. And so... We're just entering a new phase. The problem isn't that more jobs won't be created because they will. The problem is the speed at which we're transitioning is really quick. It took, you know, 30 years for computers and like maybe may call it 20 years for mobile to take off. Yeah. You know, ChatGPT came out less than six months ago and it's already in a billion in the billions of, of users, right? So 
um, the speed at which we're transitioning to this is the problem. We're just not, and our systems are not prepared for that. So one of the things that I'm, you know, I guess working towards is how do we then, whoops, that's not what I wanted to share. How do we then, you know, prepare humanity in the way I look at it is instead of trying to teach subjects, which we have schools for, we've got YouTube, you've got millions of ways to learn subjects, but what if we just kind of looked at, you know, a few future proof curriculum focusing on some key universal success principles, and I call them the six castles of knowledge, mm-hmm. and that's perseverance, you know, being able to kind of get through uh, the tough times, and there will be tough times in every life, and that's part of the struggle why you become successful at the other end. Well, you know, part of, I just watched a good friend of mine, Rolando, mm-hmm. uh, speak his dissertation for his PhD today, and I mean, he got through it, and he then he was, you know, he was crying, he was so emotional, because you know, seven years of, of working towards this uh, higher education degree of a PhD, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's up and downs, right? So perseverance, being able to to have the grit to go through that teamwork and mentorship, being able to, to find your tribe and have mentors that can guide you through this, even if they, you know, they are a combination of human and AI, you know, mm-hmm. if we can take the best coding from the, the smartest humans and codify that so that we can have AIs that help people, social impact, uh, doing good for your community, whether it's something in your local community or a national level or a global level, um, mm-hmm. that is something that we need to think about. Uh, creative problem solving. How do you solve the world's greatest challenges to create economic responsibility and then do so in an environmentally sustainable way? So perseverance, teamwork, mentorship, social impact, creative problem solving, economic responsibility, and environmental sustainability. That Those are the six castles of knowledge. And with those, each of those comes with its own curriculum. So, you know, in perseverance, persistence, uh, deep breathing, yoga, gratitude, goal setting, life planning, positivity. These are all really key fundamental attributes of successful people. You know, the most successful grounded people in the world practice meditation every day. They practice gratitude. They have a a network of really, uh, you know, wonderful people around them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and, and what I'm looking at now for the people listening is a, a breakdown of, you know, perseverance, uh, teamwork, uh, social impact, environmental sustainability, economic responsibility, and creative problem solving through all the different um, curriculum ideas. And so the idea is not to create all the curriculum, it is to curate it and then pay students to learn it, mm-hmm. um, which is the opposite of what we do in education today, where we charge people to learn, which uh, that's not a way to a, to a enlightened civilization, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I love the, the, the framework that you have there, um, for the advancement of how we learn and what we learn and what's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, financial, uh, literacy, Mind-blowing. Yeah. Really teach in school. yeah. Uh, financial planning, investing, marketing, entrepreneurship, futurism. Yeah. These are all lessons that, you know, are kind of key to our future successes as a species. And we kind of ignore a lot of that stuff. You know, one thing that I keep, it's mind blowing that schools don't do this. Like, you know, every morning you got to sing the national anthem and pledge your allegiance or, you know, say a prayer or whatever, you know, whatever the the mechanism is in the school, but nowhere in very few schools, do they say, Hey, write three things you're grateful for today. If that one thing is a mind shift of, of being grateful in the morning, and that can that can be the difference between being grateful and unhappy in your life or being suicidal and killing yourself. 
uh, seriously, and I and I I mean that very very seriously. You know, I, I've known people that were on the brink and found you know a gratitude practice that turned them around. So, yeah, important um, things that our society needs to really you know examine about how we how we live and learn and and how what kind of you know habits we reinforce. So the current education yeah. systems are really hard to change, as you can imagine. They're just almost impossible to change. So we decided we're just going to build a new system. And that's why we set out to build the Unlimited Awesome Academy. And Metaverse is the core kind of technological infrastructure that we needed to do that. And the reason why we went after a mall with retail is because of what a great way to fund it, right? You, mm -hmm. Retail is one of those things that 3D lends itself perfectly to. And all the technology behind the retail stuff is the exact same technology we need for the education stuff exactly the same so there you go and that's a then you know at metaverse we we are a self-funded organization we we've you know managed to land some pretty big contracts with some great companies we just became a microsoft partner and so um Congrats. you know we've been able to do this without you know with that long-term vision in mind and not having to worry about you know it's taken us seven years so it's taken longer than i even anticipated but here we are we got you know the world's most efficient 3d rendering technology so it's awesome and i love the the connection between the the mission of education and um creating ways to you know make that a sustainable mission using business models that people want to pay for and expand um i you know i i you know always love the opportunity to catch up with you you've done so much stuff over the years and we've known each other for such a long time and i'm always learning every time i uh, talk to you as a couple of closing questions, because I know we're kind of hitting on the time. Um, one, one question I wanted to know is, is there someone that if you could spend um, an afternoon, which maybe have lunch with in, in the world of technology or music or, you know, you name it, who would you want to spend time with to learn from, to educate yourself or to ask questions to? And what would, what would you ask? Alive or dead? Could be could be both, whatever you want. Well, if it, if it's someone from the past, I would definitely say Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. I would just love to just hang out and and ask. Oh my God, there would be so many questions. Um, I, I think just being able to go through his notes and and just ask questions. Uh, you know, how did you come up with the idea for the helicopter? Like, you know, and just just so many things. You know, I don't even know where I would start, but I, I think that would be. Uh, incredible to to interview uh, Leonardo da Vinci. So, in somebody alive, I think I think I'd really love to have a sit down with Barack Obama. To be honest, I mean, you know, being in the position of president and getting there without sullying your name, without you know, and, you know, I mean, there are certain trade offs that you have to make, and there are certain devils you have to deal with to get in a position of power like that. And how do you manage the, the both sides of the spectrum? I mean, what a, what a position to be in where you're trying to keep your, your ethics as high and as tight as you can mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a realm of unethical horrendousness. That is the American political system right now. Um, that's really incredible. Um, and so 
And I'm sure there were times when you can't uphold your ethics. You you just cannot because there are certain trade-offs you have to make deals with with people that are you know opposing um, not o- not only opposing views but oppose, opposing philosophies. Um, and that's that that would be you know you have to manage a country of 330 million opposing <laughs> seemingly opposing views and philosophies. So I think that would be a great conversation. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to be having that conversation at some point. I think with all the stuff. Oh, so he's on my list. Yeah, it's definitely on your list. Rock, Um, if you're listening. There you go. There you go. It's going to be set up. Um, Final question. We got to do this again because there's so many other things I want to dig into. Um, You know, uh, and this is more of kind of a super old question. Um, You know, we have a virtual world covering the surface of the earth where any place in the world can be owned and you can, you know, become a stakeholder there. Where in the world do you think for you is, is special? What's a special place? What are special places and, and what would you build there in those places? Wow. I think I would, I would probably uh, own the house that we lived in when our kids were born. I don't know. I think that's, uh, that's uh, something special because you know, there's no other way, you know, that was a place where they were born. We spent a lot of time there and, you know, they grew up there. Um, but from, um, oh man, that's a great question. I think honestly, it would be really cool to, to own, um, Central Park in New York and keep it free from advertising <laughs> do the exact opposite of what everybody was is doing with all other stuff you know i want to put ads in my thing you know like the whole point of of doing these things is to you know better our lives not not you know plaster it with ads so i think buying something like uh, like you know times square and not times square um um the park central park would be pretty cool nice. how are you what, what, what's your ideal what, what ideal place in the world yeah Oh, that's a good question. You know, we live pretty globally nomadically. I would like a Ibiza too. Yeah, yeah. this is nice. Yeah, I like so many places in the world. Bali, South of Spain. If if you were to build a schedule for the year, okay, from a physical schedule, where are the best places to be at what time in the year? For example, in the summer from like June, July, August in, in Canada, in Muskoka, which is about three hours north of where I live, Mm-hmm. It's probably the most stunning place on earth I've ever been. Um, in you know January, going skiing in Whistler is also one of those places. In mm-hmm. June through August, uh, Ibiza for parties is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, March has you know uh, I, I kind of chase the festival seasons around. So yeah. March and uh, you know Miami Music Week is pretty yeah. fun as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's always so many different. Depends on what you're looking for, right? Ski, South by Southwest, summer, South by yeah, Coachella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's South by uh, is nuts. I, I think it's one of my favorite things now. I I, I went there for for the first time this year, and oh, wow, wow. It, yeah, it's like CES meets Coachella. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really? it's, it's cool too because it's like two weeks long. It's like you know, it's so many different topics. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would go to bed and my, you know, when you set your alarm, it says, "Oh, you, your alarm will go off in four hours and eleven minutes." You just like, <laughs> great. 
States again. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in Austin next week. So yeah, I'm excited to be back. Austin at Austin. this time of the year is pretty nice or earlier, maybe now it's getting a little bit warm, but it's, it's still nice. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, yeah. Well, Alan, how can people find you online? You're sure. doing so many amazing things. Can you let us know where people can find you and learn more about your projects or get in touch? So first you can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Alan Smithson, A-L-A-N Smithson, S-M-I-T-H-S-O-N. Uh, you can find us at metaverse.com. It's M-E-T-A-V-R-S-E.com. That extra E isn't there. And then uh, if you want to sign up for the mall, it's themall.io. So those are the three places. Awesome. And if you're interested in the education platform, which right now is just a landing page, but if you're interested in, in learning more about that in the future, it's unlimitedawesome.com. Unlimitedawesome.com. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, we got to do a, a another um, you know session soon because I want to. Are you going to be at AWE? Uh, I may. I have no. I have not confirmed yet, but I'm right. hoping to be there. Yeah. Well, if you're there, we'll, we'll, we'll do one live. Awesome. That'd be great. We'll do one live at the bar. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> awesome, my friend. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, we'll my talk pleasure. soon. Thanks for being here and thanks for doing all you do to build a better world. Thank you, my friend. See ya. Thanks, Rich. Thank you for listening to this episode of Building a Better World. For more, search Building a Better World in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Superworld, thanks for listening.